Welcome to the Duo Podcast. That's Disney, Universal, and Orlando. I'm Amelia. And I'm Gabriella. We are two sisters who are not so secretly obsessed with all things Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and Orlando as a whole. We're going to be talking about our favourite rides, our much-loved places to eat, how we plan our trips, and our most memorable experiences at our number one vacation destination. Plus, we're going to have a few special guests weaving their way in and out of the episodes, so please do listen in, get involved through social media, and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody! Welcome back! (laughs) After a very mini hiatus, just a nice little break for us, but... We we... took a two-week sabbatical, was it? Was it two weeks? Two-week sabbatical. We think we might, because when we got to it, and when we thought, wow, 12 episodes, that's three months we've been doing this. Is that how many we've done? 12, 12 episodes, I was going to say 12 months, 12 episodes, yeah. Oh my god, no way. And it's mad, so first of all, thank you for listening to all of that, and just before we decided to take a mini break, we surpassed, surpassed? Um, 1,000 listens of the podcast, which is crazy, crazy yeah. for us, so we really, really appreciate it. We started this as like a nice little hobby, obviously, and introducing ourselves to our now favourite Disney vlogs, and we're just really happy that we're able to offer a little bit of escapism for everyone as much as as much as for us definitely definitely which was which were your guys favorite episodes by the way out of the 12 that we did in the past if you could reach out and let us know what your favorite episodes were that we did mm. um because it's it's always really good for us to know what sort of content you guys are enjoying the most and it's always lovely to see that people really really love having us having guests on as well because mm. those have been the most fun for us every time like we've been watching like our favorite vloggers who we we'd class as our disney friends now i mm. don't know about them but <laughs> yeah. shout Please. out to despicable three cheers ears and Woo! dad oh, and, and our own dad and, own and dad. lou mongello of course oh, as lou. well so yeah it's been it's been really great and we're happy to be back and we're going to be talking about something you, you know we love talking about food but what we really love talking about is Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. And we wanted to talk about this because, obviously, Epcot Food and Wine Festival has come back. It's going on for an extended period of time. What are they calling it? The Taste of Food and Wine? Yeah, the Taste of Food and Wine. And it's got a bit of a mixture of Flower and Garden Festival food and food and wine food. So we really wanted to just, not just talk about that, but talk go through all of our favourite past... Um, food and wine dishes mm. and because I think we've been to three or four now four at least I would have thought but just the food and wine we've not been to festival of the arts or flower and garden just because we tend to go to Florida in October November yeah. time I would love to go to those other ones though yeah. especially like now the more that I see of each of them on other people's vlogs the more that I I'm drawn to them mm. and also as well something that I think that we've definitely missed missed the mark on in the past is not going to any of the sort of additional experiences and additional sort of entertainment that runs during mm. the, the Epcot festivals like the food seminars and um like the special tastings and stuff I mean the the butterfly thing that goes on at Flower and Garden that looks amazing oh my god that looks so amazing speaking of butterflies has anyone seen videos of Winnie the Pooh at the moment in Epcot (laughs) catching butterflies it's literally the cutest thing I've ever seen ever I love Winnie the Pooh (laughs) Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite like characters to see in real life I think yeah, I never really cute. understand his purpose, and I don't know why he wears well, he's just, just a t-shirt and nothing else. Uh, yeah, I don't really know that, but I think, I mean, Walter's got loads of little Winnie the Pooh 
books that he's always throwing all around mm -hmm. the floor. So maybe if we read them, we would understand a bit more. But I feel yeah. like the purpose of Winnie the Pooh is just that he's just cute. Mm -hmm. and that's and that's all that he needs to that's the only purpose I, actually you know what like I say he's probably one of my favourite characters to see at Disney do you know who one of my least favourite characters to see at Disney World is oh my gosh I feel like I should would I know this yeah 100% because I think he's your least favourite as well least favourite character oh my gosh I don't know okay let me think of a clue um and I wonder what you guys what what you guys think if you've got a favorite character to see at <gasps> Disney know, and, and a least favorite. Yeah, it's yeah. the Mad Hatter. We hate seeing the Mad Hatter. Like yeah. nothing against whoever is is friends with the Mad Hatter as they refer to it at Disney. But the character himself is just not our vibe. <laughs> yeah, he's not our vibe, and we always we always feel really awkward. Like I actually the last two trips I think I've said like not to let the Mad Hatter come to our table at the nineteen hundred part fair breakfast. <laughs> Because it, because it makes us sound really of, high maintenance, but it does. But it, but it like kind of really freaks me out, and like there's just such an air of awkwardness that I feel when the Mad Hatter is near to me. I feel like you have to be proper into it, interacting mm. with them. And we we like to interact with the characters, but you know when you get that awkward moment where you're like, oh, hi, oh my yeah. god, it's it's yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's, it's like okay, it's time for like when the conversation's finished and you've done like a little bit of like laughing along with the jokes and stuff. I always feel like the Mad Hatter lurks for a lot longer than is comfortable. <laughs> anyway, we totally digress. <laughs> yes. So today, like we said, we're going to be talking about our favorite favorite food and wine dishes over the years so and quickly let me just say as well that you might not necessarily find all of these on the current setup like Millie said there's I think that there's nowhere near as many booths at, mm. at the moment as there is during a normal festival mm. um, at Epcot but if you can find any of these get your hands on any of these then you're gonna be very pleased with yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> and the way we're gonna do it so we've got Disney Food Blog open because if you don't know what Disney Food Blog is, you just just go on their website. They've got everything you need to know about Disney food and lots more. Check out their YouTube. And we've got up every year they put up the menus for the Food and Wine Festival. So we have 2019s up, and we're basically going to go through alphabetical order of the different stalls. But let's just say really quick. I know people are like, whoa, that is a lot of stalls. We haven't eaten every stall, and we're not going to be talking for. A, 20 minutes about each store. I wonder store. how many we've eaten at in total because on the well, last be interesting. trip yeah because we've done like the um the little food passports and things but mm. we but on the last trip I was really committed to doing it and to like making sure that I didn't forget any because it was Walter's first trip um but in previous years we've kind of like done half of the passport and then forgotten yeah. to do the rest so note to self remember to do the passport properly yeah okay let's get stuck in so the first one was active eats and i actually think i have a feeling that we have gotten a beer flight from there a few years ago mm -hmm. and i remember it being really good and it was really flavorful it's act active eats is the one that's like right there's like two other booths are like nearby yeah is so that maybe... right as well and it's like a nice little like kind of garden vibe yeah. within the center yeah i think i do think that you're right and i'm pretty sure that dad has had the loaded mac and cheese from there before and loves it yeah it's i i'm not like a massive major fan of mac and cheese in the u.s to be honest it's very very stodgy 
it's, it's quite stodgy and I don't feel like I feel like it's quite rare for the cheese to taste like authentic cheese it otherwise it tends to taste like that kind of plasticky cheese it ain't easy being cheesy yeah it ain't easy being cheesy <laughs> but whenever there's like a loaded mac and cheese which that one is is it got like bacon on it I think let me yeah, see yeah it's got with pepper bacon cheddar and leeks which to be honest is right up my street I love leek mm. and I love bacon and I love cheese yeah so when they add those things to it then yeah it makes it quite delicious and tasty and it's and like we say that's a nice little booth because of the little space where you can chill out the grass in the middle mm. um so that's and and that's usually like right towards the entrance from future world into world showcase i think well remembered yeah mm. i think ah oh, it's next to coastal eats which yeah. i can't and wait for to and get to earth eats yeah so it's active eats coastal eats and earth eats yeah <laughs> So the next place is Africa. I don't think we've eaten here before. We haven't. And I think it's the cases which when we'll get to India, because it's curries and hot food in hot weather, we don't Mm. really tend to gravitate towards that. Yeah, that said though, wasn't it Africa where we've recently seen on either All Ears, on Molly's vlog, or on Disney food blog, the shrimp on on a skewer? Mm-hmm looks amazing oh yeah it and it's delish. like it's like five six six seventy five ish um and that's at least that's the price that it was on food and wine in 2019 mm. and it's like a skewer of shrimp and the shrimp look really big and juicy shrimp and in america is just so much mm, better than shrimp here we so don't even good. have shrimp we just have king prawns and that's a peri peri um, shrimp with like a citrusy couscous so we've never had it before but I definitely having seen pictures of it now I'm like we've missed a trick mm. I think the Alps we were interested in getting the raclette swiss cheese but we've had it before and we've always just thought it looks really good smells really good smells like it should taste but then tastes average yeah and, and cheesy has said the same I remember that Treso was saying that she, um, that she does not. She was like let down by it, if I remember, because I think I, I think I'm a big, huge cheesehead, and I am someone that seriously believes like the smellier the cheese, the better the cheese. Mm. <laughs> However, with raclette, it smells amazing. You can smell it from like the other side of World Showcase. Like as soon as you're starting to like near the alps stall mm-hmm. it smells so rich and delicious and then you buy it and it's and they i think they serve it on like um they serve it uh, with some new potatoes. potatoes yeah it's like new potatoes and sometimes they serve it with like some pickles and a, and a bit of bread but it's actually really tasteless yeah and it's just quite stringy yeah so i'm not so I'm we've not avoided, a huge fan we avoided the alps and i think that was new to last year as well and mm. it was really busy but i think it was mostly busy because of the novelty of having that kind of cheese but yeah we, we because, because it's quite like a, a bit of an experience to see the way that they melt it because they get like half a wheel of the cheese and then melt it under a grill so you can watch the cheese like bubbling away like, Which you could really just do with a bit of cheese on toast under your own grill. Yeah, that's so, so true. <laughs> that is so true. So this is one place, Australia, we love to go here because me and my dad are obsessed with the roasted lamb chop, with sweet potato puree, bushberry pea salad and pistachio pomegranate gremolata. Is that the way you... I don't even know how you pronounce that, gremolata. Gremolata. It's amazing. The flavour of the lamb, like... I never used to be a lamb person. I thought it was really fatty, but the like as I've gotten older and had nice meat from lamb, and Dad actually made this at home, and we were really annoyed that we. Oh wait, I think I did take a picture. I can't remember. 
I made a replica of this dish at home and it was incredible. It was like almost perfect. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think he made yours with he did he because you had a tofu veg- or um, something. Yeah, I know it was something. It was really really good. The the sort of saucy puree thing mm-hmm. was really nice on it. That's that's quite an expensive item. Um, on still, food and still wine. snack eligible with your DDP. Is, yeah, if you've got, if you, that's one of those. Yeah, that's one of those snacks where it's totally worth having the Disney dining plan for because it's you get that as a snack credit and it's otherwise seven dollars seventy five last year, mm. which most of food and wine items range between like five fifty and yeah. seven. Um, and then there's also they do the bushberry shrimp there. Yeah, um, you if you had that from, I can't remember when you've had that or if. I've had that numerous times, yeah. The um and it's got like a pineapple, pepper, and onion snap peas sort of um. I, th- I think that they're like kind of stir fried, but again, massive shrimp shrimp head, mm-hmm. and you know because they did um on the last food and wine, and I'm sure they've probably done it on previous ones. They have like the cheese stamp thing where you get like if you buy cheese yeah. five cheese items and you get like a free cheesecake, which yeah. is tiny, <laughs> um, but. I feel like they should have the same thing but for shrimp because there are so many yeah. really delicious shrimp items around World Showcase. Um, and I felt, I feel like, um, what's she called? Stacy, where she's like, about like... I'm going to hit and them all. I'm going to hit them all. Yeah, like <laughs> with, with shrimp, I'm totally wanting to hit them all. And so, yeah, the Australian shrimp is really, really good. We've not been to Belgium before, the, the, the stall or the country. I have been to the country on a school trip. We, on When I was in year 10 or 11, they took us to France and Belgium. No way, I think I do remember that. And you know what? I think I went on the same trip because we went to the same school. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we have it. been to the country, um, and but we've not bought anything from, um, from it on World Showcase. And... They so they've got like a beef dish and what like Belgian waffles, which is well, yeah, that's pretty much it food wise. I think I wouldn't be surprised if I've got. I see they've got a Lefty Blonde Belgian Pale Ale, which I feel like I've probably got that before because I do like mm. that beer. I've had that before back home, and they do have a, a beer there flight. As well. Yeah, yeah. We so we may well have had a beer flight there, but we don't quite remember. Which maybe is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. You really never know. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like when I went uh, when I went to Austria as well. I found like the food was quite stodgy, and when mm-hmm. I was in on that Belgium trip, I found the food quite stodgy and yeah, it's not my it's not my sort of style and. And I'm not a huge waffle fan either, so... Yeah, I'm not a big a waffle bit... head. Yeah, we're not waffle heads. But yeah, so so that's just not one that's ever really drawn our attention. Brazil. Yeah, we've had quite a few things from Brazil before. We've always gone for the pork belly with black beans, tomato and onions. But I feel like, if I remember right, whenever we've had it, I've always felt a little bit underwhelmed by it. Because mm. Brazil, when I think of... Brazil, I think like lots of flavor and spice, and but I feel like the flavors are quite um, monotone. Whereas I like really spicy stuff. We we've had everything on the menu there. Yeah. I've had them at the the um, they do something. I think it's pronounced the moqueca, which is a Brazilian seafood stew which has scallops, shrimp, and whitefish, um, with a coconut lime that is sauce delicious. and steamed rice. I remember so that. So good. That is really delicious. Oh my god, that's and that. Is super it's, fresh. It's super fresh. It's not what I would have expected for, as, from Brazilian food because, like Millie said, when maybe this is me being completely ignorant to like 
culture. But when, when, like Millie said, when it comes to Brazilian food, I expect like super spicy stuff for some reason. Um, that's not a spicy stew, it's quite a creamy stew. Oh my God, it's so, so nice mm. though. Uh, and that was something where like, again, I ordered it because it had shrimp in, but also because it had scallops in. And we, we like scallops, but we never make scallops at home. And we so rarely will order them in a restaurant as well, because there's usually yeah. other stuff that we like. And it's usually like twenty pounds for three scallops. Yeah, <laughs> in a restaurant. But it was it was something where I think my mum and sister you were both having like the pork belly, and yeah. I was I was just like, oh well, I may as well eat something as well, and ordered that, and that was such a hit for me. And then we also got the the bread as well, the cheese bread, which was meh meh yeah i feel like we can't even remember it very much yeah so. i remember that me and dad were thought it sounded like it was going to be really like delicious and indulgent and flavorful and, and it i wasn't. think it looks delicious when people break into it it does look nice and cheesy but it's just it's more bread than cheese i guess yeah so the next one well brewer's Oh, shop up. Yeah. yeah, so Brewer's <laughs> Collection. We have been there before because this is where they've got the Schofflerhofer pomegranate beer, which, long story short about this beer, um, whenever we've seen it in Disney in the past, I'd be like, they sell that in Morrison's, they sell it at home, I've had it before at home, I have it all the time, and they sell it in craft bars, and it's not that Gabby and Dad didn't believe me, but obviously they didn't. They weren't selling it at Morrison's, they're like, I don't think they sell it in this country. I, I feel like it literally took like two years. Yeah, before... and I was like, I know they sell it, whenever I go to Manchester, it's in like certain places, blah blah blah, and then by chance, there's a bar in our town centre, like an independent bar that Dad had been to, and they were selling during lockdown, they were selling beer by by the like liter, fill, basically. Fill your own bottle. Like, fill your own bottle, I think. Maybe they needed to get rid of a lot of their keg beers with being closed. And Dad came home and, like, he held it up and straight away I knew from that beautiful, like, pinky, orangey colour. I was like, oh, it's Schopenhauer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a grapefruit, grapefruit flavour, isn't it? Yeah. And this one's a pomegranate one they did yeah. last time. But they've also got the Hacker Shaw, which is a vice beer. It's like wheat beer, a dark wheat beer, which I, I can drink wheat beers. So we've definitely had I a like beer wheat beers, don't before. I? They're like kind of a bit lighter like and sweeter. They're kind of like cloudier. They can be sweeter. Is is Blue Moon a wheat beer? Yes. It's a, a wheat we, beer. We, we, we don't know. We don't Ooh. know. I think it is. I a wheat think it beer. is a wheat beer. Yeah. Um, I like. I like that. It's <laughs> probably if it's not, people will probably be listening. Like whatever. The point is, if it tastes good, then then whatever. It doesn't matter what kind of beer it is. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, we, we have had, we've ordered just the Schofferhofer there, but they, they do a beer flight there. Anywhere where there's an opportunity to have a beer flight or a wine flight or a tequila flight. I was about to say the tequila Get flight. the flight, like, cause it's so much more fun to try like the different flavours and then you can always go back and buy like a full pint of the one that you like the best. Exactly. It's, it's just, Great it's just the best thing to do as a family <laughs> or friendship group. This next stall is probably one of our favourite ones to visit. It's the Canada, the Canada mm. stall. Oh, Canada. <laughs> or oh, I'm Canada. Canada. <laughs> if anyone ever used to get that CD, that was like a firm favourite on the Disney World CD. But anyway, we love this stall because they've had... Gab, stop it. <laughs> they've got the Canadian cheddar cheese and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll 
and Le Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle butter sauce. Okay, Quick, just, funny story. It's not really a story, but Fil- when I was... Filet mignon. When I was younger, I used to think filet mignon was flaming yon. Yeah. I had no idea and, what And when you say when, when she was younger, this was literally like, I think the... N- not the, pre- like not the previous ago. two trips, but maybe the one before that, when yeah, Millie was like, was... You, you were reading it um, off the menu and you were like, fillet mignon. And I was like, yeah, it's filet mignon. And Millie was like, what? What? What do you mean? Fillet mignon I is filet mignon. Because I'd never seen it written down before. I always, I, I must have seen on like old Disney Channel TV shows or something, people, I have a feeling it's been on Raven before where like the dad's been making filet mignon. Mm. And I've always just assumed it means flaming, thinking it was like a fiery pudding or something. Or, like, or that that's the way that you cook it with like a flame. But no, it was, it's steak, <laughs> which is really good every single time. Because we've never eaten at La Cellier before, and that meat just cuts like butter. Yeah, it makes me want to eat at La Cellier. Mm. Um, although I'm not a big meat person, but I love that so, so much. And then with regards to the cheddar cheese soup, that is so nice, amazingly it's nice. Really good. I do wish that it didn't have the bacon in, though. Just because oh, no, the bacon doesn't, for me, it doesn't add anything at all. Oh, it really does for me. And, and it just means that it's not vegetarian. <laughs> it adds like a nice salty... I do agree that they should probably have a non-veggie because I imagine it's just in a big pot. They used to do it where it was on Food and Wine. They used to do it where it was just the cheddar cheese soup. And then yeah, it did. was only in the last couple of years where they started putting bacon in it for some reason, which is just a real, like, it's a real applause to every, <laughs> every vegetarian out there that loved the cheddar cheese soup, so. Uh, but it is, it's still really good. I'm and yeah, and the, and the filet mignon is $8.25, so that's a really good, if you're on the Disney dining plan, that's like a proper winner for mm-hmm. your snack credit. The Cheese Studio, hosted by Boursin Cheese. <laughs> so I've got a real, like sticky wicket is that how you say it i don't know if i'm using that phrase in the right i've got a bone to pick with general in general with um i'm going to specify disney places it may be across the u.s when it comes to cheese plates and things like that they they put the tiniest pieces of cheese on a cheese plate it's not like in england where you get a cheese board and actually one of the only places where they get they they do like nice portion sizes of cheese is at the, um, what's the French restaurant called on World Showcase, the one that we go to? Oh gosh, Not Chef Monsieur, de France. Chef de France, that's the one. There they do like, you get like three or four nice chunks of cheese. Everywhere else it's literally like a bite of cheese and then like a smear of like chutney or whatever. And that's just like a little bit of a side note. And with the cheese studio, it's a Boursin studio isn't it mm-hmm. so actually the first time I ever went I was like oh cheese studio they'll have loads of different cheesy options and actually it was just Borsan which I love mm-hmm. but it's it they, it's, they do a, a beef stroganoff there which I think dad's had um I don't remember what that was like and then it's strange that the cheese studio would not do a cheese plate or a cheese board. Yeah, it is. But so, I think it's because the, there was a wine, there was yeah, a wine one which right like, next door to it. Exactly. Yeah. The the I've forgotten what that one's called, but we'll come to it. Yeah, but it's I I don't think I ordered anything from the cheese studio in the end. They um, they do a maple bourbon cheesecake bourbon 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 bourbon, um, and I've and I think that it's got 
borsan in it, even though it's a sweet cheesecake, which if you know borsan, it's like a super garlicky cheese, so mm. I don't quite understand. Point is, is that it's not, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a cheese studio, okay? <laughs> it's just not a cheese studio. It's a place where there's three items where they may use a tiny bit of, like, smush of borsan. It's like a light... I was trying to think of a pun then that didn't come to me. In about mm-hmm. 20 minutes it'll come and okay, I'll say pun. something funny. <laughs> but we'll swiftly move on to China. China! One of our favourites. Yeah. Another one of our favourites we go to every single time. Often it is because of the chicken dumplings with Chinese slaw or the black pepper shrimp again with garlic noodles like I remember the first time we ate this shrimp and I I didn't know things could taste like that Mm. I think we ordered like another one right afterwards didn't we because you you annihilated it I was obsessed with it it was I think it's because I'm not really into lots of sauces on things and this is like kind of dry Mm. but in a good way yeah because your favorite favourite dish from the Chinese restaurant is quite a dry dish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the Chinese takeaway, it's like, yeah. what do you have, like, salt? Salt and pepper chicken. And yeah, it's just, just, like, crispy chicken with salt and pepper on it. Yeah. Um, and chilies, I think. And that's kind of... It's kind of similar, the black pepper shrimp with the garlic noodles. And it's really, really tasty. I also like the bao bun that they yeah. do there, the chicken and shrimp bao bun. I'd never had a bao bun until I went went to food and wine and I think it's mm. it's a weird texture but I really don't love it. it's the same with like some type of dim sum that you can have I find it quite doughy mm. and these like cheeseburger pods I've never had one and I don't have any oh, interest from, in having one is it Satouli Canteen or Pongo yeah. it's Satouli yeah. Canteen but I just don't I don't know I'm not drawn to like mm. something that's 85% dough and when people and keep, people keep saying oh, it's just like a Big Mac the um those burger cheeseburger bao bun things and i'm mm. like oh for me that's not that's not great a big a big mac in like a doughy ball of dough (laughs) i don't know but the bao bun at the food and wine festival is really really good Mm -hmm. and 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 i think again i think that's quite a good portion as well Mm. um so so yeah and then i think that what's next the chocolate studio we have I don't think we've had anything from there. No, we've um, not had anything. We're not massive chocolate heads, to be honest. And we also kind of feel a bit like if we're going to get chocolate, we'll since, just go. Since when, since when am I not a chocolate head? I love chocolate. But I mean, like, you would go to Walmart and get, like, a Hershey's cookies and cream. And you would yeah. prefer that to... Yeah, I would I You're would not do. like a chocolate head as in, ooh, I'm going to try all these different types of fountains within the box. Yeah. Yeah, if like, I know sense. what I like. Yeah. Um. Although, on the... Again, on I think all years they have shown Molly's recently shown some like chocolate liquid nitro frozen thing. thing. Yeah, oh, it looks like, like the it's freeze like a chocolate pops. cake pop thing, which has been frozen with liquid nitro. Yeah, it's a cake pop covered with melted chocolate, decorated how you want, put into liquid nitrogen. Yeah, made frozen. And then yeah, that's, and that's that looks that. really good to me. And and the only reason why I thought of that is because one of the items at the chocolate studio in 2019 was a liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle. Wow, so, that's, a, that's a mouthful. Oh, it, it goes on with warm whiskey caramel, which actually whiskey <laughs> caramel sounds amazing. <laughs> the whiskey caramel sounds so good. Oh, but we did have, me and dad did have the pumpkin spice chai tea like drink from that and chocolate shake. I remember this and it was really delicious. It was really delicious. It's a Twinings one. Um, And and it's a a whole bunch of things that you kind of think don't really go together. Pumpkin 
and then tea and then chocolate and it's in a shake so I assume that there's milk in there as well so it's quite a few different things that don't go that well together but they and if do. anyone's going to make a combo like that work it's Disney yeah definitely it's so, so that, wrong it's right that's one thing to remember when you see something a bit obscure on the menu it's when you go to food and wine just think well if anyone's going to make this weird combination taste right it's Disney. Yeah. So the next place is Coastal Eats, which again, I believe this was new or to it's yeah. so either I feel like it is not just new to us, newish. Mm. And I was so impressed it had one of my favourite dishes, which was the baked shrimp and the scallop. Shrimp. Yay, more <laughs> the, shrimp. <laughs> the baked shrimp and scallop scampi dip with sourdough baguette. This dish guys was so mm. tasty. So amazing. I think I had like four on the trip mm. because it was just, it was amazing. And again, with the scallops, you know, you get some really big, I think you get like three massive scallops along with the other fish as well. Yeah, I vaguely remember thinking that they couldn't be scallops because they were so much bigger than mm-hmm. every other scallop I'd ever seen before. Yeah. And dad ordered at the time the lump crab cake that they do there as well. It's got a Napa cabbage slaw and avocado lemongrass cream. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice as well. It was, I think it was gone very quickly. It was quite a small portion. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in crab cakes are something that you don't tend to get very often in the UK whereas on like American TV shows they seem to always have them at weddings as like a canapé like oh crab cakes but Mm. yeah it it felt like a real novelty to be able to get like a crab cake rather than just a fish cake from the chippy (laughs) (laughs) don't knock it (laughs) yeah and it was really really good so that was one of our favourites Coastal Eats was like I think it just felt really fresh and flavourful the donut box, we've never been to there, have we? No, we can't speak to that. No, and Earth Eats, we never actually went here, which is mad because we heard so many good things about the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Cottage Pie, Impossible Ground Meat, blah, blah, blah. And that's because it's all veggie, vegan stuff yeah. there, and I didn't order anything there. Heard, and we heard, like, veggie. amazing things, but I think it's one of those where it was on our list, but it wasn't the top of our list, and by the time you get through your list, you realise, whoa, I can't get to the end of this list. <laughs> I didn't know that they did kombucha there, though. Somehow that that completely passed me by, and it looks like they've got four different flavors: green apple, pineapple, passion fruit, mixed berry, and oh, and then the last one's a flight. Keto would be all over that Mm -hmm. kombucha. So flavors from fire. I know that Dad's eaten here before, (laughs) and then there was a bit of a situation. So when Dad ate here before, I think he had the corned beef with crispy potatoes, which was delicious, and he also had the chimichurri skirt steak, and I think. He may have had the blended burger. I know there was a lot there that we all wanted. And I think that was on the trip before the last one. Because the last trip we went on, (laughs) we went to Flavors from Fire. It's the middle of the day. There was nobody queuing up. So Dad went to walk to, you know, you've got the queue. If you're looking at Flavors from Fire, you've got the queue on the left side. And then you've got the store right in front of you. So Dad walked, instead of going through the queue, because there was no one there. There Yeah, because there basically was no queue. There was no one there. Dad walked straight to the cashier to order his food and then the lady behind the counter in the store was like excuse me sir you have to follow the queue and he's like well there, there is no queue and she's like no, no no you have to go all the way around and he was like are you kidding me because <laughs> they'd like they'd like cordoned off a full-on like snake line mm-hmm. where like it, it was just ridiculous it was like you want me to walk literally what is probably only about four meters 
she five have been meters confused. to then like get in to like enter into like a bollard to then walk down one way turn around a 180 walk down the other way 180 down the other yeah, way yeah the point is and keep it doing was it really bizarre it just for the sake request. of like ordering the same dish that we were gonna anyway oh so yeah things we, like so that we frustrate were, us so, so we, we just left it, it. <laughs> we left it and then we saw like a cast member nearby we were like is any is everything okay on that stall because they seem like angry to see us and they also didn't want to serve us yeah <laughs> so yeah, it was weird i mean it's it's one of them where it's like it was it was a shame for us because we didn't get what we what we wanted mm. to have but then equally I, it's so rare to find like a bad experience from a cast member in Disney so mm. when you do I think you really notice it mm. in the UK when, if like, they'd said that at the supermarket we'd be like oh yeah standard like yeah. no big deal especially when like we do have compassion for people that work in hospitality because you know like we've worked in hospitality before and we, we understand that but when there's nobody there there's it's, it's hard to find a reason why everybody <laughs> nobody wants to serve mm. you anyway it is often a really good place to get like smoky flavors or spicy flavors yeah I think that was a completely unique isolated experience like it's highly unlikely that that person would be <laughs> would be working there whenever anyone would go again mm-hmm. or that she would be in such a bad mood again hopefully not yeah so the next place is France and this is somewhere where I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. A lot of people rave about the France um, food offering, but it's actually only really one thing that I'm ever bothered about, and that would be the escargot in a croissant, which is, I can't even remember what made me want to try this, or if it was you, or if we were like, let's, oh my god, let's do it, let's eat snails. We've never eaten snails before. I feel before. like we, we probably had a few too many glasses of wine and thought let's challenge let's like <laughs> let's do let's it this challenge gonna, ourselves we're gonna be like mary kate and ashley on passport to paris except yeah. hopefully we won't spit it out like they do mm-hmm. and it was the most pleasant surprise mm-hmm. i've ever eaten i think really tasty like the i mean a croissant is such a beautiful type of bread anyway because mm-hmm. it's so like buttery and flaky and soft and mm, so good but then there's like these really delicious like garlicky parsley-ish I was gonna say shrimp they're not shrimp I keep I'm obsessed with shrimp they're really, snails they're really meaty as well they don't taste they like you would think mussels. of snails yeah the texture a lot like is so much like mussels it's just that the shape is different and and also when it's in because the way that they do it it's like it's it's almost like they've been put into the croissant like mm-hmm. from above the the croissant hasn't been cut open i don't think mm. i think it's like a hole has been put in the top of the croissant and then they've been put in and like squeezed in oh. um so you can't see them like you're just biting into it and it's and there oh, is a so moment nice. that i always have before i bite into it like oh my god i'm gonna do this and i never regret it each time mm. one thing though to be aware of is whenever you order them just make sure that it's not one of the ones that's been left under the heat lamp for too long because that happened last time. That's the only time it's happened where we got it and it looks like it had been there for a while and we asked to get a new one and we got a new one and it was pretty much the same. Yeah. But still ate it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember the guy was really good looking that worked on the counter and Dad went and was like, oh, excuse me, like, um, you know, can we have another one of these? And me and you were like, oh, look at that guy with his stripy, stripy T-shirt and beret. <laughs> <laughs> That's so French. Um, and then also they do a really, really good fondue there as well, which is... Um, I don't remember French... having that. I've, I've had it a couple of times, not mm. on the last trip, though. And it's it's French cheese. I don't remember what, what sort of cheese, but mixed with Chardonnay mm-hmm. um, and then croutons. The There are never enough croutons, but and I wish that, like... 
I always need to go and get a spoon so that I can, like, drink it. We should just, like, bag our own in the future. If there's ever something that requires (laughs) dipping, anything that requires dipping that you're going to buy, just sneak in some extra stuff in your... Mm. your You know what's such a good good shout is on the Festival of the Holidays, how they do... There's, like, um, a fondue that you can get in a bread... In a bowl that's made of bread. Like, what a genius idea. Like, I felt like I would never be able to eat anything again by the end of it, but it was... So nice. It's a sharer. Yeah. And I tried definitely. to eat a lot of it by myself. So we're onto the Germany pavilion now. And I don't believe we've ever got anything from here before. No, and I hear that the there's Schinkenudeln. Schinkenudeln, right. This is it's, a, it's their equivalent of mac and cheese. And that they would probably if, if, there was, if there was a German listening, they'd be like, it is nothing like mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a German accent? <laughs> trying, trying. Schinken noodlin. It's it looks like because it's a pasta. Like a lasagna mac it's, and cheese kind of like because yeah. of how it's stacked up. Yeah, and because yeah, because it's kind of cut into like a big hunk of square of pasta, um, <laughs> and it's they call it a pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese, which is probably a perfect way of putting it because it reminds me of a potato gratin where you cut it and it's sticks it holds mm-hmm. but it looks really good so it's something that I definitely need to try I think some of these restaurants that some of the booths if they are like not right near to the entrance to like through future world and they're not right near to the entrance from if they're like kind of in the middle yeah then we tend to like Miss we tend to be too full by the time we get to them which would be interesting. I wonder if that does have an impact. But that that mm. being said, a lot of people love Germany because of like the beers, and I've just remembered that they have the Riesling wine flight, which I know we've had before because that's my favourite type of wine because it's kind of like fizzy without being fizzy mm. at all. So we've definitely had that in the past. But on to Hawaii. Mm. This was what, the first time we went to Food and Wine. I think this may have been one of the first booths we ever went to. Yeah. Because I remember they didn't have it last year. I think they only had it for a couple of, maybe not for a couple of years, but for a couple of years that we had gone. And they had this amazing tuna poke bowl. Mm. And I'd never had poke, poke in my life. It had not really been, it wasn't really a thing in England, like Hawaii poke food. And, oh my gosh, it was so fresh. And mm. I think, I don't think I'd ever had tuna raw either. Just yeah, like I think, I think at the Tesco. time that was quite, that felt like quite an adventurous yeah. choice for us. But yeah, like you say, I think it was, that was a long time ago. And mm. I don't know why they've taken it off because it was such a maybe massive it was on, Maybe it was on for many years. Yeah, and I know, I don't think that they used to do the spam. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did like that since then. I think that maybe because spam, it's actually spam, I think, have um, sponsored the booth. So yeah. I think they were like, okay, well, we're going to need to like put some spam in one of these dishes. Spam so what are we going to take funny, out? Let's take out. Name. Let's take out the fresh, delicious tuna, and we'll put in the potted ham. Spam. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but the but the Kalua pork slider that they do there, really nice and oh, sweet, isn't it? So good. Yeah, it can be a bit messy and like sticky, but it's so tasty because they they do like there's a pineapple chutney with it, a spicy mayo. And that's really, really delicious. They do have, because they don't do the tuna poke, they do have the tuna tataki, which Dad did have, I think it's like three three thin slices of tuna, mm. which again are really good, but probably not great for sharing. Yeah. 
because I think dad did share it with us because he's just a really giving father yeah. <laughs> and we were eyeing up like <laughs> we miss it so much mm. but yeah that's that's equally as delicious and that's got seaweed salad which I love seaweed salads on anything wasabi cream and pickled cucumbers they've also got the passion so fruit good. cheesecake which we've had I remember we had it yeah I'm not a big cheesecake person but I'm not but I like passion fruit mm-hmm. fruity okay hops and barley right I know that we've been here before because lobster roll yeah the, the, so the lobster roll there is so so delicious and it is has shrunk in mm, size over yeah. the years like quite significantly because I remember when we the first time that we ever had it and I mean, I know that we were probably much younger then, so we were more like children, so maybe it was a bit easier to share as a family, mm. like, whilst you're going around. But literally, I think that they've, they've like, halved the size. They have. Dad noticed it. I remember, I think, on our last trip, he was saying how you used to genuinely get, like, chunks of lobster. It wasn't mm. just, like, shreds or anything. But I was never really fussed about lobster rolls because I don't like... Did it come with, like, a mayo? Yeah, herb mayonnaise. I always feel like there's too much mayo. And I wish there was more of, like... I'm more into maybe dressings rather than sauces. Mm-hmm. Even though a dressing is a sauce, I guess. But the dressing's, you get like, I mean. thinner, isn't it, I think? Yeah, something whereas... with a thinner consistency, mm-hmm. whereas, like, mayo, I feel like it's just a bit... Ugh, I don't know. Oh, but I, love, I love lobster, and I love a lobster roll. India, you had the Madras red curry, didn't you? I did, and did. Dad also had the korma there, I'm which so not a was korma really person. weird. The korma was like we knew chicken, it was, was going to be chicken, different, like chicken tikka, or am I wrong? It was like a different type it of was curry. Like, if I remember correctly, it was almost like a curry in like a um, like a mango or pineapple sauce. That was like a little bit like a korma colour mm. um, and a little bit like a korma texture, but like the opacity wasn't, it wasn't Ooh, creamy. I like that word. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a creamy sauce, it was more like a fruity sauce, I mm. think. Um, and that's, it was still really delicious and it had like cashew nuts and almonds in it as well, so it was really nice, but just not what you think a korma would be. Um, and then and I had the uh, red curry, like Millie says, because it's got the it's a veggie dish, so it's got roasted cal- cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpeas, and um, basmati rice. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben's good old Uncle Ben. <laughs> um, and and so I'd I'd ordered that because I thought me and the baby could share it. And actually, it was one of them where I, I ordered it because I knew that the baby needed to eat, mm. and he is exclusively vegetarian, so. I was like, oh, that's the only veg, like fully veggie option that we, that we've reached at the time when he needs to eat. So I'll order it, and I didn't think that I would want it because it's quite warm weather and curries, like we said, and it was so so good. That was a really big winner. Yeah, and there was, was another tasty. one which I'm sure will come come to at some point. I can't quite remember now, but there was another one that was a similar. It might have been a, on the Thailand, uh, okay, like booth or something, that ended up being so worth it. Mm-hmm. Now we're on to one another one of our favourites. Sorry, uh, I've just realised that they did a mango lassi with a chai cream liqueur there. How did we miss that? On the Indian store that is. Oh my god. I think we've seen I think it's there's I think we knew it was there, but there was a reason we didn't get it. I like think maybe Dad it's had one of the those mango more... lassi. He, or he's had one of the mango lassies from there before. And I think 
that he might have had it on that trip because I think that Walter had some with him. Mm. But yeah, I didn't realise they did it with a chai cream liqueur. That sounds amazing. Mm. So Ireland is somewhere where we have got four dishes, well, mm-hmm. four, three dishes, one drink. So there's three dishes on the stall. We've had them all every single time. So it's the roasted Irish sausage with potatoes and onion gravy, basically bangers and mash, but great. Why not have bangers mm-hmm. and mash abroad? When and you the gravy is really good. Yeah, really thick and got chunks of onion in there. Warm Irish cheddar cheese and stout dip with Irish brown bread. And Would you rather bacon and cheddar cheese soup from Canada or warm? The Irish one, 100%. I agree. I it's love that got such a nice flavour. As well, like I remember on the last trip, again, like the, it's a dip with Irish brown bread. You run out of the bread really quickly, but mm-hmm. that's okay because you can just drink it, yeah. which is exactly what I was doing. I was just <laughs> so, like walking around World Show, like admit drinking to that it stuff, from the cup, <laughs> like drinking this cheese dip. Oh, so, so tasty. And there's also the warm chocolate pudding with Irish cream liqueur custard. Amazing. So You'll good. like try to eat it slowly. I usually get it down within two bites. It and is it's quite not, small. Yeah, but it's also quite rich, so you shouldn't really eat it that quickly. Mm. I wish that 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 was that that same dish was a full size dessert at some of the restaurants, like some of the sit down restaurants mm-hmm. on, on property. I think sometimes like the desserts can be a little bit like. Um, yeah. Where, whereas if that I wonder was... if at Raglan Road they have anything like mm. that. That would be in just somewhere we would really want to go to. It's mainly the the custard that kind of oh, yeah. The custard is the total winner. But the main thing I think that we can equally say is our favourite thing mm-hmm. on that menu is the Guinness Bailey Shake. Yeah. Now the first time we saw this, we were like, "What Guinness chocolate milkshake? Gross!" But Dad was like, "I want it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> having one. <laughs> I'm having one." And the second he tried it, we were like passing it between us. We I think we got like one or two more after mm-hmm. that because it was so fresh, so delicious, so tasty. And we've tried to make it at home oh, like God, two or three so times, bad. and for some reason, we just keep failing at it. I think it's because. A, we don't have those machines that just churn it constantly because ours is always separating. Yeah. And also because we're not Disney. <laughs> yeah, I think that I th- I think that what would work really well with it is if it was so if we made it, tried to make it again, is like Guinness with chocolate sauce, Bailey's, but then also with some because um, we've tried doing it with ice cream in the past. Mm. I think ice cream's a mistake. Because that's I what separates. We, yeah, we shouldn't try to make it our own. We should really just try and but stick I, to the mm, recipe. I think condensed milk. I mm. think if we put some condensed milk in, because it that helps to that helps with like texture and consistency. I think that would be so good. Yeah, I mean, we'll let us know it. if anybody's listening has been able to make this before. Please let us in on your secrets. Mm. We want to learn your ways. So the next place, Islands of the Caribbean. I think we ate here on one of the first times we went to food and wine but it wasn't that memorable because no. we thought with it being islands of the caribbean our mums from dominican republic oh look they've got stuff from our country i think we had the ropa vieja mm. yeah the ropa vieja empanada but i don't remember it at all completely yeah. unmemorable so on to italy we've not eaten here before have we? no and it's funny because i was talking to my dad about this the other your dad my dad not your dad <laughs> we've got the same dad i don't know why i said that um but we were talking about why we don't eat italian food when we're on holiday 
and it's except because, Olive Garden. Except <laughs> Olive Garden, and it's because Olive Garden is so great. <laughs> Olive Garden's like the pr- the prices and the quality is mm. so so good at Olive Garden, and that like why why bother going anywhere else yeah. when there's so many other options? Like we kind of we've yeah maybe we're missing out. I do think we might be because I mean not for me personally, but I know that last year everyone was raving about the Italy booth that seemed to be like the standout booth of the festival and they've got this really delicious ravioli which I'm not a big fan of ravioli but I know that Gabby is but is it as good as the goat's cheese ravioli at California yeah, Grill you'd which always is be comparing the best thing it. ever yeah so again let us know if you've been to Italy and, and what you think because we may just be being really really hard on them but it's again it's one of those things that's probably on the list they seem to do a really good breakfast experience or brunch experience at Italy during food and wine yeah which is like 70 or 100 dollars it's it's yeah, not I don't know. it's not dead expensive i mean i know that's it's expensive, i know that it's under 100 dollars because it was on the molly's, the molly's episode yeah. where it was like things to do for under 100 dollars and but. it's like a a t- it's a tasty it's a dinner experience but there's loads of different courses and wine pairings and oh yeah there's that but then there's also a breakfast thing Oh. Where it's like, yeah, where they put on like a, or it might have been. Oh, no, that's French. in France. Oh, yeah, about France. they put on like a nice, like. Spread. <laughs> spread, yeah, like a buffet, but yeah. Oh, that looks so good. So, where are we now? Japan. Japan, Japan do another really good bao bun, or steamed, like it's a steamed bun with chicken, veg, and, and teriyaki sauce, which is really nice. And you've also, I've just oh, remembered, just was it Japan weird, or... frothy ramen. Was it Japan <laughs> or China, sorry, where you got your, um, oh, what's that cocktail? Singapore sling. That was when they had a Singapore stand. They didn't I have mean, it on the last The fact trip. that I've just said that out loud, yeah, obviously, that's... that must have been on a different store. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking, I was waiting for that to come along, and I was like, there is a cocktail that Gabby's had from one of the... Yeah, they didn't have the Singapore booth on the last trip, um, and they didn't have it on the trip before either. Uh, right, but it was okay. a trip before that where they had um, yeah, a Singapore booth and Singapore sling cocktail. So mm. good. So yeah, ignore me on that one, guys. But Japan, they have this weird frothy ramen which people were raving about. I love ramen. I really, really like it. I've never had a bad ramen experience, but I've never had cold ramen with froth on top of it. Oh, I, mean, I don't it get it. It just sounds like the stuff nightmares are made of. It's like, you know when someone put... Well, I guess it's different because pineapple on pizza is a thing but the first person to put pineapple on pizza it's like when did you decide to do that and it's like when someone puts froth on top of cold ramen what was that it an was accident? literally like <laughs> someone made a pot noodle once left it on the side for a bit too long probably because they were breastfeeding their kid and then they came back and they were like oh it's cold i'm gonna eat it anyway oh there's some froth coming off my coffee maker from my latte in the morning yeah Let's just, just stick that on there. like it's i just find it really weird but it's supposed to be really delicious and people talk about that as being like a really standout mm-hmm. thing from food and wine but I think I've had froth on food a couple of times at Disney. Once was at the Flying Fish a mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, and another, I think, was at another fancy, fancy restaurant. It would have been, like, Artist Point or something. Mum or Dad will have had something with froth on. I just don't like it. I don't like froth on beer either. I don't... I'm just oh, not like a big froth, froth on beer. person. I just don't think it should be where, oh. where it doesn't belong. It just reminds me of, like, being at uni when you would be drinking a snake bite through a straw and then, and then like, when your drink is finished <laughs> but you don't realise it's finished so it's just the froth in the bottom and you drink that through the straw and you're like... <laughs> First of all, 
who the hell drinks a beer or a snake bite through a straw? It was just <laughs> a thing to do at the student union, okay? We used to do it at the guild all the time. Anyhow, so, yeah, not a fan of... I was going to say of, of Japan, but not, <laughs> not a fan I of I know, because they do this, the spicy roll as well. Yeah, which the is tu- nice. The tuna roll, which is really good. But it is, I suppose, it is just like a tuna roll. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing too... Spectacular. Again, California Grill or Splitsville sushi, mm-hmm. way nicer. Whereas on to Mexico, you know, actually, Mexico's really great, but it's not really been a place where we get lots of the food and wine stuff from. Because no. we've had like the and the tequila flight's not even on the booth, it's inside in the and in the inside bar. But I don't think we've the first time when we had the tequila flight, I think we got it from outside. Yeah. At the time, but they, but I think they took it. It used, to, I think it used to be on the booth, mm. on the beverages, um, but there's, but yeah, it's not on there anymore, unfortunately. So I don't think we've really gotten too much. They do like the smoky margarita with mezcal, which I always have a bit of a. It's more of a hate relationship with mezcal. I feel like I haven't tried it since I've been more of an adult, you know. Mm. But I remember the first time I tried it, and I thought it tasted like feet. And I was working in a bar and mm-hmm. told my manager, like, why wow, this tastes like feet. And he was like, oh, this is the cocktail that I invented. <laughs> that I, I like, made. Whoa, I'm so sorry. First day on the job, don't blame me. Um, so I don't know if I maybe need to try it again because people rave about mezcal. Mm. But other than that, we Mexican food is so, so good. And mm-hmm. there's, like, the... Um... Again, my memory is so, so bad at the moment, but the the quick-service Mexican restaurant at on the World Showcase, I've forgotten what it's called, that is so good. The mm-hmm. food there is so, so good. When I, I It was a long time ago that I went there, but it's just really delicious. And to it the is, point, it's one of my favourite... Mexican's one of my favourite types of food. And it's actually probably my favourite pavilion mm-hmm. as well. Um, but almost to the point where there's so many great things to do there that I don't think it even needs a booth of its own. Like, mm-hmm. it's there's just other great places to eat in the pavilion, other great experiences to have, mm-hmm. other great drinks to have as well, so... doesn't need to try Mexico. Yeah. You need to th- You're already winning Mexico. You already have our <laughs> corazons. <laughs> so, Morocco, another place where we've not really eaten too much. I think, to be honest... I don't know why, because whenever I've gone into the Morocco Pavilion and looked at their quick service options, it was on the last trip that I was like, whoa, I think we're mm. missing a trick here because the food looks really good. So I think it's one of those that's never really been on our list because our list of places to eat has been so long. I was supposed to get the hummus fries on the previous trip. Such a weird concept, isn't it? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I love hummus so much. So I was supposed to get that. And again, because I figured it would be something that Walter could hold in his hand while we were walking <laughs> around and he could like munch away on but we never ended up getting around to it and I'm pretty sure we've had the some of the baklava yeah from there but but I, again I feel like baklava is baklava wherever you have it and it's the same case with Mexico where Morocco is one of my personal favorite pavilions I think it's like even though I've never been to Morocco I feel the most like I'm in that country when yeah. I'm looking around it's so beautiful so, and peaceful like serene yeah. as well like, um does anybody else when you whenever you see the word baklava think of balaclavas because I do every single time <laughs> yeah, imagine seeing someone in a balaclava eating baklava Whoa. I know. I wonder how they would do that. Worlds collide. (laughs) It's black half reception. You know, like Inception. (laughs) Oh gosh, we are so not funny. Mm. Refreshment outpost. I don't think we have ever eaten there. Or if we have, 
the menu may be different because I recognise the name. Oh no, it's because I'm thinking of refreshment port, which mm. is right underneath Me- it. Meat pie just sounds like I don't like. I don't like meat pie. Yeah, it's just not even like meat and potato pie. It's just like meat, but yeah. in a pie. <laughs> it's not my thing. Um, shimmering sips. The refreshments port. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh right, it's because you were talking about. Where, two different by the things. way, had one of my favourite favourite items that I've ever eaten in Disney World, ever, <laughs> at the at the refreshment what, the poutine? port. The poutine, the duck confit poutine mm-hmm. with fig, demi sauce, and brie cheese fondue, and I'm pretty sure that it had like a drizzle of truffle oil on it as well when I had it, and it was just. I oh. had the traditional poutine because I I just like a classic cheese and gravy mm. <laughs> and they do doll whips on there as well which i think that i had a doll whip as well um it was really they were oh, really delicious so because especially good. as an english person you think well how much better can chips and gravy be or whatever <laughs> whatever chips, cheese and was. gravy and it's like you don't know until you know mm. take take the leap try something new the duck one was just like such a gourmet flavor and and because that's one of the stands that it's not just a booth just for food and wine, so you get it is a little bit more expensive. Only by like it's it's within the eight to nine dollar region, um. But the portion sizes are like actual meal sizes, basically. Yeah. So it's one of those snacks in quote marks, which could very much just be a meal for two people. <laughs> a meal for two people. So on to the next one, the shimmering sips mimosa bar. I want to say this is probably somewhere we've had a drink before, but nowhere that I can remember. Not yeah. to say that we drink at every place, but if, if there's a place that specialises in alcohol, I feel like we would be like, yeah, let's try They some. always It always looks like a nice booth. I like the way that this, they've got like a nice sign, and whenever I see pictures of yeah. people's drinks from Shimmering Sips, because there's like the novelty of the fact that like your, your glass is like a champagne flute, but it's still plastic mm-hmm. like it's still a, a disposable thing but it always looks like something that I really want to want to have something of and it, like like Millie says I think that we probably have in the past but it was unmemorable yeah my only thing about shimmering sips and we've said this about mimosas how mm-hmm. expensive mimosas can be in Disney in particular when it's just books fizz. it's a books fizz. orange juice and a little <laughs> bit of Prosecco and having worked behind the bar before and knowing how much Prosecco people put into mimosas sometimes, it's really not that much. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, not been our favourite in the past and definitely something we can replicate at home possibly better. The This booth, Spain, has been a pl- was, was a really great surprise for us. Well, not surprise, we thought it would be good, but I love the novelty of the charcuterie in a going charcuterie in a cone yeah it's yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's it really it's definitely something that i i would be drawn to yeah it is a novelty again i just find that it's just not a big enough portion of of anything what no it yeah. is it's great i personally love it it's got meat it's got cheese it's got olives it's got loads of stuff inside this cone it's a that to me is a great snack i think I've it's it. i think it's good good that it's in a cone that's my that's like my kind of takeaway on it. I guess you're not really big meathead though. If well. yeah, but I actually really like sort of smoked and dried and cured meats like that yeah. though, and I I just feel like I, know I don't you know mean because, it, because like, they're such not, like thin it is meats what it is, anyway. Isn't it? Yeah, because they're such thin meats, and I just think I could get a packet of antipasti platter from Tesco's for mm-hmm. like what was it like three pounds or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and and be infinitely more full and I don't think I would notice the difference in the quality of the meat. But it wouldn't be in a cone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just about the cone, I think, for me. I've had the wine flight from there also because I really love Spanish wine and that is delicious. And I think that's a really good thing to pair with your charcuterie in a cone as well. So I recommend it. I love the cone. Get I it think, on your I next trip. I think that I've had the paella there as well, but I, I think that paella is something that's such like a nice dish to have at like a sit-down restaurant mm. that it doesn't have the same effect it's true like I paella is not something that I would choose in a restaurant but then it's something that I really do want to sit down and try mm. an authentic an authentic paella one day like go to Spain just for paella yeah because I don't know I feel like you wait a really long time for paella in this country because they make it fresh which is great but I don't know if I if it's gonna live up to the whole anticipation of that so Mm. I've just never ordered it and it's quite expensive paella as well but I remember mum and dad said when they went to real Spain they had like a squid ink paella and apparently it was really amazing it was like a black paella it was incredible such an adventurous thing for them to try together yeah when they were in Barcelona (laughs) um and we is it Haleo we need to go to yeah that we've never been to yet which is at disney springs we yeah, yeah that's the disney springs we always get like, mixed up with haleo and the one at um riviera i oh, know coronado springs but anyway there's another tapas yeah. place in disney and we always get it confused but the one at disney springs it's beautiful inside mm. and it looks incredible and yeah. we're definitely gonna and eat the paella next looks time. amazing so we're on to Thailand now, which you want to take this take this away, girl. Yeah, the, yeah, it was the red hot spicy Thai curry beef with steamed rice. So I would never normally order a beef curry yeah. ever. Like even in the UK, it's just so unlike me. If I'm going to order something that's meaty, me too, I would actually. I would order every other type of meat before I would order beef, with the exception of like goat, which is quite unique anyway you don't often get that it's such a random Um, (laughs) specific animal um and the fact again that like we've said we've we've not really been into the idea of having curry when you're in like a hot country and you're walking around world showcase and yet somehow i ended up with a second curry on on the previous trip and this was so tasty oh my god it was so so good and the portion was an amazing size Walter, it was, it's called like red hot spicy curry or whatever, Walter, Walter ate it and he was like 10 months old, 11 months old at the time, so it wasn't like crazy spicy at all, he had, he didn't eat the beef, he had the um, sauce and the rice, Mm. Um, and oh my god, it was so nice. I think for someone like you who likes curry, I think it's easier to to try something like that in a hot country mm. for someone like me who isn't as bothered i don't think i would be as satisfied because you don't really like rice either as well you're not yeah because it's person. like what i was saying about how i prefer dry drier mm. textured curries i guess um i guess you could say yeah but yeah it was the tasty beef, the quality of the beef was really good as well it was like cut into thin strips there was like zero gristle zero fat mm-hmm. which is my main problem with meat yeah <laughs> is I just because uh, you never know when you're gonna like bite into like a hard bit <laughs> oh just don't I did I remember I never used to eat fish until I was like 17 because once once I chewed mm. on a like a bone, a bit of bone. and then I just I was I was that was it I was done yeah I was like, it's no, such no, a shame thanks. when that happens <laughs> it, ruins your experience. it totally puts you off like yeah it's yeah but the beef here was really really good and a 
yeah and 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 i chose that instead of choosing the shrimp and cold noodle salad how mad's that guys yeah, i chose beef instead of shrimp never happens she was out shrimped <laughs> <laughs> the last one is the wine and dine studio which we couldn't remember the name of which we have had stuff here before I believe we had the trio of artisan cheese. We did, like the little slither of cheese, like three three slithers of cheese, which were really delicious, but I just was about to wanted say, way bigger pieces of cheese. And I think we actually had the artist palette, which actually was the cheese trio and also wine pairing. Yeah. Which comes really nice. It's like, obviously, it comes on an artist palette. Yeah. And, and it's all like the cheese is put like in the right section and then it says above it, above like each little section for mm-hmm. the cheese like what the cheese is and the same with the wine as well and it's, it's says, a cool and cute novelty and it's only like 12 dollars. and it's a nice area for you to stand in i feel like mm. it's a little bit more mature because it's wine yeah and do they have a i don't know maybe it was somewhere else i thought it had like a chocolate pudding which i reckon which i thought that was in that area but i'm wrong about that wrong wrong <laughs> if anyone what advert is that from i think it's sensodyne or if something anyone's like seen that. the sensodyne advert gabby hates it when I think somebody's talking to a There's dentist. There's a moment where she looks in the mirror and she's she's just finished brushing her teeth and she goes, uh, what did she say? Blood when you spit? No big deal, right? Or something like that. Dentist. And then she, and then it fast forwards to like her at the dentist and her dentist goes, wrong. <laughs> okay, wait. It doesn't sound like that, but that was amazing. Let me do it again. She goes, wrong. <laughs> like that. Oh, guys, I have no oh, idea where that, that was. It's the weirdest noise. But the point is, is that it's a really funny advert because, yeah, the girl's like really happy about her teeth and being she just bloody. completely shuts her down. Yeah, the dentist shuts her down big time. Wow, what a tangent. Okay, so <laughs> Wine and Dine Studio, recommend it. I think it's. I, think I recommend it for the experience. For the experience, and if you've got some like snap credits left on your dining plan, like it's a nice one to, to go to, especially when the trio of artisan cheese is snack eligible Mm. so there were a couple of other ones which i don't think we've eaten that before which are the additional festival locations like block and hans which do lots of beers which i feel like we have probably had a beer flight from before cool wash never even heard of that oh no i have because it's had like slushy from there before like coca-cola slushy Fife and Drum Tavern, don't remember that. Funnel Cake, we've still not had a funnel cake. We haven't. I think a funnel cake looks like a donut. It's, mm. it, I think we have had a funnel cake a long time ago. Dad ordered one. It might even have been on our first trip, and it is like a donut. It's like mm. a, if you imagine like a donut, a donut consistency, but it's been kind of like whipped into like a nest mm. kind of thing. So it's... It, I it's think we, nice. so, we were it's saying the other day how, like, I don't really have a sweet tooth or, like, we're, we're not really bothered about waffles or anything, mm. but I think I would be willing to try a funnel cake because sometimes they do look really delicious and sharing them, they wouldn't be as stodgy, yeah. whereas sharing waffles, I just feel like it was super overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Joffrey's, we've never ordered. I don't think me or you have ever had a coffee from Joffrey's, and we no. like coffee, so we need to. We it, definitely. It just need to weirds try me it. out that people order or like tourists at least go and order it, like grab a coffee when they get to the park. I don't know why I'm and just we, like. Do you know I find it really mad that they that like people do that at Starbucks. If you're yeah. listening and you're someone that like goes to Starbucks as soon as you get into a theme park, 
What? Do you not have Starbucks <laughs> at home? Like, I feel like, I don't, or maybe it's, maybe it's, yes, I, I do have a Starbucks at home and I like, I like the home I reckon if Starbucks. You, yeah, I reckon if you're a proper coffee Starbucks head, it must just be like a normal routine. Like, yeah, you know, it's normal. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like I want to get something different. As soon, if I'm, if I'm on holiday, the first thing I do when I get into Magic Kingdom, the first drink I'm going to buy is going to be a Dole Something that's completely different or from what you Peter would do Pan, outside the Peter park. Peter Pan float. Not anymore. Oh no, I can't believe they've taken that off. It's ridiculous. But so there's also Summerfest, which is a German stall because I think summer is German. Yeah, so that I is a right. good guess, I reckon. Sunshine seasons, which again I was saying to you the other day, I think we should eat there because people rave about it, and you were saying the food's really good there. Yeah, I had a really really good tuna niçoise salad there about ten years ago. But it just goes, it just goes <laughs> to show really like nice. when a place because I've said what puts me off about sunshine sunshine seasons is that it looks really dated and it makes me think everything else will be dated. It does and it's a really noisy the land is it it's the land pavilion where Soren is and living with the land and a few other living things as with well. The land. Um and it's it's just such like a busy pavilion and in order to get to like either of those two very busy attractions you have to walk directly through sunshine seasons. So yeah. it just feels like I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like a like a good vibe, but it but they've got an amazing desserts cabinet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last one they've got is the chocolate experience, which we have also not eaten at. So that takes us through our like kind of favourite memories. Mm. What has been your favourite dish or place in the past? Like your favorite mm, let me think. Favourite dish at the yeah. booth. Yeah, and especially if it's something that is currently there or you know to be currently there for the I taste mean, of food you and wine. Personally. What sorry? I mean you personally. Oh you're asking me. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm sorry, asking I thought you. I mean, I'm asking the listener. I mean I'm ask I'm asking the listeners as oh, well. Okay. What's your favourite? Mm, my favourite dish out of all of them on food and wine. Hmm. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna like push right the boat now. out, you know. I'm gonna say the moqueca, the stew what? on the Brazil. I know because it's just but it was really, really good. And it was yeah. because it was so surprising. That makes, that's a massive deal. I guess mine would be the coastal eats scampi dip. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And then favorite booth. Favorite booth. Oof, it'll probably be Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, because we consistently get everything from there, and it's never once let us down. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How like your favorite dish can be different than your favorite booth. Yeah, and and actually, would I, if I could only choose to either go to the island booth or have the mokeka, mm-hmm. I would definitely sacrifice mokeka and mm-hmm. and be all over Ireland, like white no, on rice. No cake, <laughs> no no cake, <laughs> no cake, gracias. <laughs> But to round it off, guys, yeah, let us know what your favorite food and wine festival dish or booth has been. Let us know if you agree with us, if you've tried something that we haven't tried before. We love talking about food. Mm. And we'd love to probably do this closer to Christmas about Festival of the Holidays because we did that on our last trip. Yeah, that's the first really time. Nice. It was so, so good. Mm-hmm. Are there, so. I wonder if they'll be doing a Festival of the Holidays this year with with the, the problems. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But we hope, we thank you for listening as always. We hope you're hanging in there, getting back to a bit of normality in your lives and we're really happy to be back we were saying we're probably going to do some episodes about different restaurants we've been to and our 
short little like 15 20 minute episodes about memories of place of like our favorite restaurants and whatnot so got lots of stuff planned really looking forward to it and I guess that's everything from us. Yeah, get in touch with us on social media, on Instagram, we are... The.GiroPodcast. And on Twitter, we are... The Giro po. <laughs> <laughs> And we look forward to hearing from you. Take care, guys.